0: Can we just start off this episode and just put this out there and say, wow, 2023 flew by. Are you feeling the same way or is it just me? I feel like it was just summer and we were on summer break and I was saying over the summer that I felt like I had just put away the Christmas decorations from 2022 and here we are at the end of 2023. There are only a couple more days left and we are headed into a brand new year, 2024. As promised on Monday's episode, because... Over the past few years, you have asked and inquired. And so finally, next week, I'm delivering thank you for your patience. But I will be putting out there a little by little homeschool will be offering a mini course on keeping a tidy and clean home as a homeschool mom, you might see there's a lot of resources out there, and you might say, how is this one different? This is for you, the homeschool mom, because I understand you. We can look out and I've seen some really crazy, say, Instagram accounts and their cleaning is just, I'm like, wow. So sometimes I get a little lost in their feed because of like, wow, that's really intriguing. That's wow. And then I realize myself, it's not probably practical and doable for you. Well, I know it's not because it's not practical and doable for me, even with my kids that are older and never would have been when my kids are younger. And I know that it can be a struggle to keep up. And so this system that I'm going to share with you is something that I have been using, and it is a system that I promise and guarantee that it will work for you and that it is 100% attainable. So be sure to come back on Monday, January 1st, Brands Banking New Year, and I will share all the details about it. And hint, hint, maybe there is a sale with the kickoff as well. But today's episode is going to be a great first step to achieving that tidy and clean home that I just know you're craving. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Now that the holiday season is beginning to wrap up, I know we still have New Year's, but we have gone through Thanksgiving. We've gone through the Advent season. You have gone through Christmas, and now just you're in the home stretch and it's New Year's. And with the holidays wrapping up, it's just right now with the New Year's, it's a really great time for a fresh start. So we're going to talk about how do we do that as homeschool moms with the things that are now in our house that weren't before and with just all that's going on in your family and possibly maybe adjusting and adding in different sports activities, changing all the changes and stuff that can happen with a new year. I personally, I love a fresh start. Give me a fresh start and I'm I am all there. I don't mind change so much. I don't mind a fresh start, a new beginning, because it's an opportunity I see it as An opportunity to try something new and to do away with the old and the things that are not working and to try something new. Now, some of those things that are new, they'll work great, and some of them will become the old that's not working again. And the key is recognizing and figuring out what is not working and discarding those things. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But I love a fresh start. I love a new, brand new year. I love when we get to summer break with homeschool. I love when we begin a new homeschool year. And it's to, and like I said, it's just as great opportunities to try something new and to do different experiences. And for me also, I just see it as a great time to be productive and to also make my home and I hope yours as well to make it work for you with these brand new fresh starts, especially now as we're focusing in on the new year, the beginning of 2024. Are you ready? I'm going to share with you right now five tips in order to have just this fresh start to your home, to possibly your attitude and way of looking at the new year and to your family and your systems and to your homeschool as well. So the first one here is let's talk about tip number one is managing the influx of new stuff from Christmas. Maybe you or kids received a lot of gifts. Maybe your kids didn't receive a lot of gifts. Whether it is a little or a lot, it's still more stuff to put into the house. So how do we manage that? Now, I know some families will have their kids go through their toys and go through their rooms before Christmas. I personally never did that. I'll be honest and tell you that a lot of my cleaning out of stuff from their rooms when they were younger happened very covertly when they weren't home, weren't around. We had a weekly kids club at church and I would use that opportunity probably about once a season or so. I would head home after I dropped them off and I had an hour and a half and I would just be on a mission and I would work on maybe one of the children's bedrooms or a closet or something like that and just go through this stuff. So I'm not saying that that was the perfect way of doing it. To be honest, most of the stuff that I would go through and take out were just junky little toys that came from birthday parties and things that they didn't even know was in their desk or in their closet and things that were broken and just just to kind of reduce the amount of stuff within their rooms so now you have more stuff in their rooms and i want to encourage you whether you do this covertly or you let them know about this it really i think it depends actually on the child on their personality and on your personality as well and their maturity too And so with my kids, when as they got older, I'd be like, hey, look, I'm not seeing you play with these things. Maybe we can put them aside. Maybe you have a place you can store them in your attic or your basement or your garage and you can put them in a tub, something that's going to be safe that, you know, if you put them in your garage, it's not going to be mice and everything isn't going to get into it. Let's just put this aside and let's see if it's something that you miss or you don't miss. This right now is a really great opportunity for you to take a look and say what do my kids really play with and what are our toys that are giving them life and what are the toys that are not giving them life that are kind of sucking some joy out of them or that they are just kind of discarded or they're broken and they're just sitting aside. Take those things out so that maybe you can make some room for some of the new stuff. It's really can be overwhelming with kids and just all of their things and Maybe you lean more towards minimalism. I really tried, but it was just the birthdays and Christmas. And then, like I said, going to birthday parties and getting stuff. And there was just random stuff throughout the year. And it just felt overwhelming at times. So I know that now you're looking at their stuff that they have gotten for Christmas and you're trying to manage it. So I want to encourage you, instead of just trying to find a place for the new stuff, maybe that new stuff can replace some of the old stuff. And I can almost guarantee you that if you put some of the old stuff aside, they will probably most likely forget about it. I remember there being a lot of times where it would be like a cool popular toy and they would play with it for a while and then something new would come along and they would just forget about it. But I always kept the staple kind of things like the matchbox cars for the boys and just different building kits. Like those things can be played with for many, many years and they can be played with with new toys. And for my daughter, it'd be like, okay, she's really into the dolls. We'll keep those things. But some of these things would kind of come and go, the cheap, chintzy kind of stuff. And But we would keep like the staples. So decide on what the staples are. Keep those and maybe some of the stuff that you're just noticing they're not playing with much, just kind of getting tossed aside. It's just in the way. Put those things aside and see if they notice that they are not even missing it at all, which is kind of the goal and kind of hoping that's what happens. And then you can go ahead and donate it to the thrift store. But let's just work on right here with tip number one is figure out how to manage the influx of the new stuff from Christmas. And maybe you got some new stuff as well. Maybe you got some new stuff for your kitchen and you need to figure out how many spatulas do I really need? Do I really need 10 rubber spatulas? Maybe you use 10 a day, then keep all 10. So maybe what you need to do is go through some of your own stuff and figure out what it is you want to keep, what it is you're actually not using. And maybe you need to put stuff in a bin for yourself and say, Let's hold on to this for a few months and then revisit it and see if I actually am missing it. And if you're not, go ahead and donate that as well as any kids' toys and just whatever is kind of around the house that is now no longer being used. Tip number two is to set up areas that are designated for specific activities and specific winter gear. Now, your kids might be in some type of sports, they might have winter activities, some type of snow activities. Maybe it's a new co op or going back to co op but setting up the areas where all of that gear is. So I'm going to give you an example. I have kiddos that ski in the wintertime. When it gets to be late fall, we set up. Here is where the skis are going to be. Here's where the ski boots are. This is where, and I actually have in our coat closet, I have hooks hung up that has where their helmets are, where their goggles are, and they throw their, there's other hooks for their mittens and hats. And I just, the coat closet is kind of the area for all that little stuff, but then they know exactly where the skis go Where the ski boots go, where the poles go, where the snowboards go, where everything goes. If you have a spot designated for those places, it is so much easier for kids to put it away. That does not mean that they are always going to put it away on the first time. I can guarantee as the beginning of the ski season here hits us, we will come home, I will start putting some stuff away, and I can guarantee that I will notice in a little while that maybe some ski boots are sitting around. And then I just have to say, hey, let's get your ski boots put away. Oh, okay. And very easily, they can then put away their ski boots. It isn't like, well, I don't know where to put them. Have places set aside right now. This is a great time to do it because most likely there are no activities, no sports and things going on right now this week. That way, when it begins, you can say this is the place where it goes. It doesn't mean they're going to remember on the first time, but it will become a habit. How about something like co-op? Maybe you're going back to co-op or you are joining a new co-op or some type of homeschool activity here in the winter. Typically those kind of start off. I feel like in my area, they might wait a couple weeks into January to begin. But maybe there are certain books and certain notebooks and things that have to be brought to the co-op the day before. Make sure those get toward the door. Maybe you have some type of cabinet or some type of shelves or bench. That those things can then get to so on that day before say okay we are getting ready for co-op tomorrow let's get everything that we need put over there maybe your kids bring a backpack and it's the only time they use the backpack have a place a hook that they can hang it on and then they can easily put their books in there or whatever they need for their co-op into the backpack in order to bring it with them but setting up areas that are designated for those activities makes it so much easier just like for moms who have kids who are in school and every single morning they're getting them out the door to school. There's a place where their shoes are. There's a place where their backpack is. There's a place where their lunchbox is. Have the same thing. Just because your kids aren't going off to public school every single morning, they're still going off to something. So having a place where those things could go. Maybe it's in the garage. Maybe it's like me and the skis actually get put down into the basement or the ski boots, or maybe they're on a back porch. Whatever the space is, Look at your home. Make it work for you, for your winter activities and the sports and your co-op and everything you have coming up now. Tip number three is I like to say, I like to take a little twist on this saying, and that is a place for everything and everything in its place most of the time. We have kids. To say that there is a place for everything and everything is in its place every single time is not going to happen. And we set ourselves up For such a high level of perfection, it's just, it's going to make you feel bad when you don't reach those levels of perfection. But if there is a place for everything, and if you have too many things in your home, this is also a key right here, if there's too many things in your home, there can't be a place for everything. And those are the things that you need to evaluate and decide, does this really need to be in our home? Does it deserve a place? And so when it comes to everything in its place, most of the time, if your kids know the place, I remember my kids just being little, and our living room was filled with toys. (laughs) Oh, I remember those days, but just lined up around like the perimeter of the living room so that I didn't have to step on it. And the funny thing is, I wouldn't really think necessarily about the order of the toys. I was just trying to, at the end of the day, get it pushed to the outer edges of the living room so that, say I had to walk through there in the middle of the night, I didn't step on, tickle me Elmo. We never had that, but I just remember that being a big thing when my kids were little. But I don't need to be stepping on the little microphone or the little mini piano and it starts playing music or something like that. But I remember my kids noticing where I put things and then they felt like they had to put them there. So it would have been they were really little and they didn't really know how to clean up and then they would start to clean up and then I would notice them moving things because it wasn't in the same order as the night before and and they were like, this is how it has to be. It has to be in this order because this is how mom did it the one time. Kids are sponges and they will start to notice. And as your kids are older, They might not just take it for granted, like, well, that's where that goes. Maybe you have certain things that you want in certain places because it makes sense to you. Then say to them, hey, this is where whatever it is is going to go. And the reason why I want it here is because it is convenient when we go and do this. So something, an example would be like your keys for all your cars. And those are just on hooks by the door. Well, we have them right here so that we know where they are. And in my house right now, I have all the hooks filled. It's been many years that all the hooks have been filled. And I remember that it just used to be two hooks were filled and now it's all of them. But we all just know that that's where the keys go. We walk in the door, we hang the keys up. There is never a time that we are looking for keys in our house. Sometimes we need to borrow each other's cars or move each other's cars. And the keys are right there. We know exactly where the keys are. So that's what I'm talking about an example of having a place that just makes sense for things so that people aren't rummaging around in mom's purse looking for the keys in order to go start the car because it's wintertime and it's cold. Hint, hint. That's what happens. (laughs) That's what happens often here at my house. But tip number three is to have a place for everything and everything in its place most of the time. And we'll dive a bit more into this in future episodes. Number four tip I have for you is Now that you are thinking about getting all your Christmas decorations down, maybe you have them down or you're thinking about it or you'll do it after the new year, whenever it is, give your house a really good cleaning once all of that is taken down. If you listened to an episode earlier in December, I talked about the fact that my mantle is covered with garland and lights and we have our stockings hung there and that mantle will be dusted zero amount of times during the Christmas season because... Ain't nobody got no time for that. We're not going to be taking the garland off and dusting. The dust will be absolutely fine. But once I take all of that off, I can give it a really good cleaning and all of the spaces. When we get our Christmas tree out of here and I finally get all of the needles cleaned up and I just feel like, oh, okay, we've got a fresh start. We have a blank canvas and let's just get it really good and cleaned up. Now that system for how to keep up with all of that cleaning That's what I'm going to be sharing with you next week. So hint, hint, make sure you come back for that. But giving a good clean to everything. When my house is good and cleaned or even a room is good and clean, I just will sometimes stand there and be like, oh, it just feels good. There's a feeling to a space being clean. And so I want to encourage you to do that as you take down your Christmas decorations. And the very last tip, tip number five I have for you is to be intentional about starting back to your homeschool. Please take the time to evaluate how did the beginning of your homeschool year go? How did the end of the summer through the fall and here into the winter, how did it go? Were there some resources that were just so painful to get through and to use? I want to encourage you to put those aside and not start back up with those and see. Do you miss those? Maybe you can find something else that will actually fit your family much better. Maybe there were some things you just kind of threw in there randomly and your kids just went crazy. They just like went like in good in a a good way. They went wild over it. They just kept talking about it. Maybe you watched a couple of baking shows and now one of your kids is really into baking. Well, take some time right now and evaluate and say, hmm, he really enjoyed that baking show and he's been asking to bake ever since. Well, let's add in some more baking shows. Let's add in Maybe it's something on you can find online or YouTube videos, or maybe it's just you and him in the kitchen, and you work on baking some muffins, and you add that in to your homeschool. So just be intentional about starting back to homeschool. Really evaluate how things went. Take a look back. Take a look back at your vision. What are your goals for this year? And maybe you haven't incorporated some of those. This is a really great time right now to say, oh, I forgot that I was going to do that this year and it was really important to me at the beginning of the year. Let's see about adding that back in and what does that look like. So five tips for you to get your home and to get your mind and to get your homeschool back in order and all ready and fresh for the new year. I hope that those have encouraged you. Friend, I pray that just as you go into this final weekend of 2023 that it is a blessing to you that you take some time to relax and to refresh yourself and to then also think about these things and to start working on some of these because I promise you that once you get going on them sometimes it really is the hardest part is to get going but once you get going you're going to feel really good about it like I said it feels really good to look into a room and be like wow okay that room looks really good and clean now maybe it doesn't last that long but for that moment let's just stop and let's just soak in that moment And I know that you are curious and wanting to know more information about this mini course that is coming out next week. If you are not signed up for the newsletter, you're going to want to do that because all of my friends that are on the newsletter are going to get a sneak peek. They're going to find out about stuff first before anybody else does. So if you are not on the newsletter, you're going to want to get on that. And the link is in the show notes. But I really look forward to Monday and sharing that with you and watching you take a really good control of your home. and creating a system that will work for you that necessarily you aren't working for but is working for you it is flexible and it is perfect for this season of life so i look forward to seeing you back here on the podcast on monday happy new year friend and i promise that i will say happy new year to you again when we talk again in a few days if this podcast has encouraged you the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on apple podcasts i love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, mama.